0: Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley, and today's episode, I have a very, very, very important and special guest. We are in the most recognizable place that you could possibly be, which is the Gentleman's Factory. We're downtown Brooklyn. This is probably the second location and plenty more to come. My guest today is has numerous accolades. I can run through them, but we're going to go through the conversation. He's also not only the founder of Gentleman's Factory, but he does the Haitian American caucus. He is also the advisory board of Eat
1: Oprah. Man,
0: this is a list of things that he did. But the most important thing, he's an advocate for change. He's building a community where black men are coming together and uniting and creating something so special. On today's episode, please welcome my guest, uh, Jeff Lindor. Uh, Jeff, pleasure to have you today. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Man. <laughs> well, I'm good. <mad. laughs> hey, you notice my smooth voice today? <laughs> yes,
2: yes, uh, yes. You yeah. know the
0: reason behind that? Because uh. you're a smooth guy. Uh. I've never seen Jeff raise his voice. <laughs> He's always speaking at this calm uh, tone. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we, we, it's a pleasure to have you on today. There's so many things that we can touch on, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I really would like for you not only to introduce yourself and introduce the premise behind Gentleman's Factory, Mm -hmm. but I also want you to tell us what the success story is for Gentleman's Factory. What does success look like? Yeah, I mean, uh, success looks like, I'll start there. Let's introduce yourself
2: first. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Jeff Lindor, Mm -hmm. founder and CEO of the Gentleman's Factory. And uh, when I hear Gentleman's Factory, I hear community. I hear lifestyle. I hear uh, factory is where things are getting built, you know? And it's really a community for uh, Black and Brown men to build things together. And that's building ourselves. That's building products. That's building... Change, you know, and, um, you know, what success looks like for me via Gentleman's Factory is mobilizing uh, a community, tens, hundreds, thousands, millions of people, black men and women, to, uh, you know, have the world where they're actively participating in it rather,
0: rather than being a byproduct of it. I have a question, right? Um, how did you think this business model would be so successful knowing that black, black men coming together has a stigma? Well, but, you know, I think in
2: business, uh, putting my business MBA hat on. Yeah. I don't have an MBA, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's opportunity, right? Right. Like, what's the market saying? And w- w- who is solving this problem of isolation? So, like, if you like, see a problem, then there has to be a solution. Right. Right. Um, and that's with anything. And I think that um, one of the reasons with the difficulty of this, um, you know, solving solutions for this is because it's been historic for like a hun- hundreds of years. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. So, it's all by design. So um, I think, you know, and we're not as successful yet, right? Uh, We're, uh, you know, growing and growing and growing. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, things have been good over the past five years. But it's also because of our process to it, right? Like we don't see it as a business. We see it as a vehicle to empower um, and facilitate change. And in business, if you're not solving a problem, then you're not in business, right? Like it's a hobby. It's a, you know, good thing to do mm-hmm. but we look at it from a data lens and also from a lens of like what problem are we solving because once you solve a problem you don't have to sell mm-hmm. you're you're providing something
0: that the market needs for now you you recognize a problem right and you found a solution to it and i'm pretty sure was it wasn't easy to identify the problem. Yeah. Right? Because not, of us, not a lot of us sit down and say, we need to create a membership where we feel that black and brown men can come together and unite mm-hmm. and that we're actually going to pay to unify yep. ideas. So where did you tap into that, that you identified that problem? Well, a number of things. One,
2: so this idea started out like when I was in graduate school and I took a social entrepreneurship class where I was learning models on how to take what your passions were to create an enterprise out of it, right? Like right. that was that was literally – so Gentleman's Factory was essentially my capstone for this – um, grad you know in like grad school mm-hmm. right but then i was also working for a health insurance company one of the largest in new york and i was a part of the brand and strategy team and uh, we had a large budget in the millions In, you know we were looking to market to black men specifically because i was during the affordable care act right mm-hmm. so we were looking to see hey like where do black men in the middle class go, and what are the institutions, and where do they physically go, because we wanted to spend ad dollars there to bring out salespeople there, et cetera. So it's like, if I'm in New York City and have millions of dollars to put ad dollars into physical spaces where black men are that are non-religious and non-fraternal, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, where are they, right? right? So if you think about it, I'm in New York City, all of the money in the world. Mm-hmm. Well not all of the money, right? But I mean, <laughs> I could have met with anybody mm-hmm. because I had a because I had capital. Right. And there were just some limited spaces to make a big splash in financially. And of course there are a lot of really great organizations that are currently doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I was looking for something that was a bit more innovative. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was the gap in the market. Right. So and fast forward when I, you know, started doing Gentleman's Factory full time in late um 2016 i spent about 18 months just understanding what black men need so that Mm -hmm. survey so that was a research yeah Mm -hmm. like 18 months where i had a physical space with no membership model i literally wanted to understand what black men need Mm -hmm. and one and and when i say this people are like wait
0: but you're black and you're a man right yeah but but we all got different needs of
2: course and i'm one man Mm -hmm. right and you know i am married i have two children i'm an immigrant Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um raised with both
0: parents Mm -hmm. etc so you fall in a different bracket compared to the other young black man and then different personalities yeah i mean so there's just this full scope Mm -hmm.
2: right you know so i have a good understanding of my perspective but What happens with the black man who was raised in the upper middle class, right? What about biracial? What about Afro-Latino? What about Middle Eastern?
0: 100%. Like,
2: there's just so many different, like, vantage points, which I needed to understand, Mm -hmm. you know? So then, you know, um, then afterwards, we started a membership model where I capped it at 30 members because then I wanted to know how can... 30 strangers come together and work together and build, et cetera. You know, and then uh that's when in early twenty nineteen, that's when I really, you know, um put my foot on the gas. And, you know, that's where Gentleman's Factory really blew up. Mm-hmm. And then we were on the front page of the New York Times at one point and like all of this you, you were on um Fox 5, you are yeah. Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, finance.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of press, um, a lot of... Um, was it built off the momentum or was it built off um, the idea? Yeah, Like,
2: I think it was built off of the need, the fact that spaces like this were very limited, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know um that new york times article definitely did open up the world to us right and we raised money and we were going to expand um in 2020 right like the beginning of 2020 we were Mm going to open up a massive space in downtown brooklyn right right? uh and um you know but then obviously COVID, the pandemic and you know here we are today Mm -hmm. right but i'm saying all of that to say that you know this has been a process and we've grown organically purposely because I wanted to have a better understanding of what the need is. I am blessed to be in a position where I have lots of really powerful relationships and if I looked at this as a cash cow, how can I make money off of the community etc, I would have raised a ton of VC capital, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially in 2019 when we had all of that momentum. There's this company called the wing where they raised $120 million from VC capital and um, from venture capitalists and um, you know, I was, there were literally articles that, that said, you heard of the wing, here is Gentleman's Factory. And investors were calling, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have raised a significant amount of money mm-hmm. back in 2019 had I looked at this as like a revenue um, Oh, I mean, obviously we're it's still a know, revenue uh, model, yeah. but. Um, yeah, like I wanted to organically and, authentic and authentically understand, you know, how to really build this. And here, and you know, we're doing
0: very well now, better than a lot of the companies that did raise tons of capital, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. but that's because, uh, and then I'm just um, speculating from what I see from the outside. Mm-hmm. All right, we still, there's still a lot of moving parts on the inside, but I think for me, it's just the ecosystem that you created. Yeah. So you have this culture of uh, people that want to be be um part of a network yeah right a yeah. growing network yep and i think that's what you're creating this growing network of people that that look like us yeah that can really um adapt and scale yeah so yeah. i think that's that's i think that's probably the difference maker between somebody that's raising with VCs just to, you know, raise the capital and then build this model structure. But you're looking at it internally. How do we grow with a culture that's going to spread out to the community? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, And, you know, I think that, I wanted
2: to really personally understand what scalability looked like, and how do we scale without losing our authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's something that I prioritize. Right? It's like how do we re- how do we remain authentic? How do we build an institution that will be here for thousands of years to come, right? You know, how do we ensure that every member has the tools needed? For them to succeed, right? You know, so it's those things, right? And obviously, you need a lot of capital to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. But capital at the expense of, um, you know, being authentic right. is, you know, like you have to find that balance, right? right? Um, and then now here now today, I mean, like we're doing um, relatively well, thank God. Right. Um, financially, we have a very diverse revenue stream model. Um, where you know, we're, we're like, we're I'm doing okay, right? You know, <laughs> compared to a lot of the folks who raise capital where they're not, um, I'll just leave it at that. We're doing okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's do this. You walked me through phase one already. Phase one is basically identifying. Now we're, we're trying to, uh, without giving too much IP, we're trying to build, like there's a lot of viewers that want to know how can I build a gentleman's factory? Or how can I build something? Or how did you go through the process mm-hmm. of doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you walk us through phase one. Phase one is basically identifying, mm-hmm. right? What was phase two? Yeah,
2: phase one, identifying. Phase two is, do you know what can kill a business? Mm. Ready for this? What can destroy a business? Is a really great marketing strategy.
0: Mm. Yeah. Break that
2: down. Um, <laughs> you know,
0: meaning that I've never heard that before. That's yeah, what I'm asking.
2: That can destroy business. Because are you ready for that? Except, um in 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 March uh Biggie's birthday. So Biggie's birthday, uh what was that like March 9th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. March 9th. Um literally New York Times, front page in the Metro section, the full page, right? The full page, print and digital. So when you got on NewYorkTimes.com that day, that was mm-hmm. the first thing that you saw. And also the article, it's a full page, and Gentleman's Factory is the first thing that you see. And the phones kept bringing money coming in so many different opportunities. Someone even pitched me to, you know, start a reality show, right? It was like, listen, yo, like you had, like, you guys should do a reality show. (laughs) Like, yo, like so much, so much, right? We didn't go through with the reality show. Of course not, but it's like the world was saying, yo, like the world opened up to us. Mm. So how do you respond? And are you ready for that kind of attention? thankfully we were because we remain true to who we are. Right. So when I had that reality TV show opportunity, when I read through it, it was like, wait, y'all got creative control. Wait, this is, wait these are the other shows that you got on your platform. Oh, I don't know. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But if the goal is was for Jeff Lindor to make lots of money, then I would have been like, yeah, 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 yeah yo, Great like we have TV show. Yeah, wait, yeah, how yeah. much I paying? Yeah, yeah, wait, oh wait, right. Mm-hmm. Always remember this: if your loyalty could keep, if your loyalty could be bought, then it can always be sold to the highest bidder. So I'm so happy with the approach that we've had over um you know when we first started out back in like back when i was in graduate school up until prior to the world exposure mm-hmm. because it built the substance and the authenticity in the in the authenticity mm-hmm. and the love for the community that i can now say hey like we're not going to go this direction even if that means foregoing tons of capital mm-hmm. because we know that if we go this direction then we'll be a cool trend but we won't last long jay-z said something so deep he says do you want to be a trend or do you want to be ralph loren right, right right you know what i'm saying so it's like if i wanted gentlemen's factor to be this cool new hype you got to jump. Like, I've never told anybody to ever become a member at Gentleman's Factory. Right. The marketing is hey, request an invitation.
0: Right. It's by invite. And it's also by invite, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So and it's still a process. You still got to go. And we interview everybody. Process. Yeah. And with
2: the interview process, like, we're also not in the business of declining black and brown men, mm. right? But we're interviewing each other. Hey, this is what Gentleman's Factory is right is this a natural fit is this a natural fit for yeah. both of us for both yeah right for both of us mm-hmm. right you know hey these are some of the members yeah these are the things that we're working on this is the culture here mm-hmm. right we love and respect women right. right you know this is not a space where we're talking about how many ladies we've you know yeah. married with two two, two children i yeah. have a daughter right like right. i'm you know what i'm saying right, right? so it's like we're interviewing both of us. But I'm saying that to say going back to the question um, and going back to authenticity, mm-hmm. it's like we're very keen on ensuring that our metric is first mission, mm-hmm. right? Where are we with the mission, right. right? And then it's revenue, right? Right? But if it was revenue first, then mission, mm-hmm then that's where we would be in a
0: compromised state. So you lead with the mission. Yeah, of course. But you still got to know what your North Star is. Of course. Because you could have a mission, but if it's not pinpointed at exactly where we're trying to go as a company, as a unit, as a team, then it's going to be, if that message is not passed down, you know, it still has to trickle down. But once that message is passed down, then everybody's on the same goal. I think that's when, Everybody understands that you know what? Yes, we can scale quickly. Yep, yep. But is it is it the right thing to do? Because or should we really cement our foundation? Yeah. So we yeah. can last for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, and it, you know, like, and then that's what I was
2: doing for the past five. I mean, for the first five years, mm-hmm. right? It was like cementing that foundation.
0: Where are we going? What are we trying mm-hmm. to do? What are we trying to? Accomplish? But that's also knowing what you guys stand for yeah it, it falls back to knowing who you are and what what the company stands for right yeah and once you recognize who you are and what this brand represents mm-hmm. then i think it's a lot easier yeah. to yeah. cement the foundation yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah absolutely but then i had to learn who we are right that's key i had to learn that's that key. because yeah. one can say hey Oh, yeah, black men, yo, right? Right. Like, folks, you know, like, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this, right? But I was talking to a good friend of mine <laughs> last week, and then I was like, yo, like, there were a lot of, because, you know, we've, yeah, you know, like, I've been here five years full-time, right? Mm-hmm. Full-time employment with Gentleman's Factory for five years. And, again, that's full-time
0: with two children, a wife. And, and- First of all, I don't think people understand <laughs> yeah, the yeah. level of... Yeah. Uh, of- I don't want to say the word struggle, but the level of focus yeah. required. Yeah, of course. Because you've you got to still take care of home. Of course. Of and course. then come back and be fully focused of course. there. Of and course. That, and, and that interchange yeah. takes a lot of toll. Oh, for sure. Because for then sure. it takes your time away. I know people say it's a balance. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to add a little bit more of focus. Course, here of course, of course. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, but go ahead, continue with your story. 12 episodes is a balance, then, you know. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't really. Yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. We got to yeah. keep that between
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so full-time. And knowing what my market value is, right? Chris Rock says, a rich man isn't someone with lots of money, but someone with lots of options, mm-hmm. right? So meaning, like, I don't need to do this, right? Like I can if I wanted to go back into, you know, employment, mm-hmm. I can work anywhere that my passion desires and I could demand, you know, a pay that is, you know, that would put me in the upper middle class, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, during the pandemic, I was offered uh you know this really good powerful job and i wasn't even looking like i wasn't looking for a job um you know 350 a year without even interviewing it was like yo jeff are you interested right you know Mm -hmm. so you know that is power right and it's the power of choice right options and it's the power of options Mm -hmm. as well so um Saying all of that to say, going back to, uh, well, you're like, I lost my train
0: of thought. You're saying a story about your friend. You don't want to get in trouble for saying this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) So going back to my friend um, with not
2: being in trouble for saying this is that, like, over the past five years, I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, Try to do what Gentleman's Factory is doing, and yeah. not to saying that Gentleman's Factory created something new, because we are just um, you know like social clubs and gathering mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. and you know uh, yeah. this—they've been around for a while for
0: like uh, yeah. over a hundred years. It's just you guys been the conduit for black and brown people, yeah, because right? most of the time, social clubs been select for the elite. It was been. Really- yeah. Looked yeah probably, yeah, I mean, yeah totally
2: i mean but then again like you know so saying that to say that i've seen a lot of people over the past um you know few years really try to go deep into like really try to replicate this model in a mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm. and you know they faded away only because the level of consistency that's needed right people are like oh my god like jeff is Look at what he's doing. You know, mm. it's not yeah, but, easy. But
0: you shared with us the story when uh, you got funding initially. From, you you got from a friend. Yeah, yeah. That um, gave you an investment. You turn around, blew that money. Oh, yeah, word. You swallowed your pride and went back to him. Oh, of course, and asked for more. Of course, but I don't think people understand that storyline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about the struggles that you probably went through. Oh my God,
2: yeah! Like,
0: <laughs> funny story.
2: Yesterday, uh, um, yesterday a young entrepreneur, like a fellow entrepreneur of mine um, I, uh, um was in a short financial situation, mm-hmm. and then um, he asked me for. You know, a few thousand dollars or whatever. Right. And then, you know, I um, was able to assist. Mm. But what I told him was, I said, get comfortable asking over and over again. And then I also told them get comfortable asking me over and mm-hmm. over again. And I said ninety nine percent of the time I'm going to tell you get the hell out of here, <laughs> right? But at one percent, yeah, yeah. I just told them you just got me on a good day. But it's that level of comfortability, mm-hmm. um, you know, of just being comfortable asking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then that's the entrepreneurial journey. So, uh, willing it back to why um you know a lot of um companies fail is the access to capital and with many of us and myself included i had to unlearn um how to not be afraid to ask because as a haitian you know Prideful, like, super, prideful. super prideful Super
0: prideful Super yeah. prideful We don't show weakness We no, We no. do everything I think, ourselves I think that's been my Achilles heels But go ahead Yeah Oh my god yeah. That was
2: mine too Right mm-hmm. Now What Yeah Yo man I I'm ask ask, help. I'm
0: asking <laughs> everybody I'm like
2: yo man Listen man Yo Deidre man Why are me $10,000 bro mm. You know what I'm saying Right <laughs> And then if Deidre mm. says no Right That's fine Cause I'm gonna ask him next month Yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. and, then, and then now next month when I ask Deidre and then he tells me no I'm gonna monitor to see
0: was it like a high pitch no was it a low
2: pitch no you know what oh, I'm saying yeah.
0: like, <laughs> I was thinking more like you monitor um, did I ask too much uh, yeah. Then I lower yeah. it down. Yeah, 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 if yeah. I ask for 10 racks, yeah. I all right, how about five days? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's so um, dope? I mean, and yeah. in, in
2: what's so deep is, um, one of my um, early investors and mentors and close friends of mine, when I was in a cash jam, um, in the early stages. And then, um, you know, I, I needed to pay like the rent in, I don't know, the office rent and like, Oh, just so like so much stuff. And I need expenses, you know, like, and I needed, um, like eight grand, right? You know, that day, right? So then, you know, we met up and then he wrote me a check for eight grand. um, And he said something so deep. He said, yo, Jeff, you want to know why I'm able to do this? I said, why? Because he said, it's within his capacity to do so. Mm. So his relationship with $8,000 is a different kind of relationship than other people with eight thousand dollars So it's within his capacity. So then he then charged me, um, and this was year two of full-time entrepreneurship. He then told me, he said, listen, Jeff, what I need you to do is to increase the capacity of the black community. Mm, right? Mm. Because now if he's actually pay it forward. Pay it forward. Mm-hmm. But then that also helped me define and strengthen Gentleman's Factory's model and Gentleman's Factory's why. So if I would have just thought of Gentleman's Factory and raised ten million dollars from VCs mm-hmm. three months later, then what the level of authenticity into the brand would have been that way. And I'm not anti VC, mm-hmm. right. You know, Gentleman's factory has a small fund and we invest in, um, companies, et cetera. So I'm definitely not anti VC. Mm-hmm. We're not a VC. No one inbox me. Yeah. No <laughs> extent, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, our yeah. check sizes is not yeah. like, you know, yeah. moderate, level, moderate level. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't even want to say the figure because I don't want <laughs> no one who, who knows our capacity yeah, 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 to get yeah, this yeah. up, right? So, yeah. So, we give Starbucks gift cards, all right, right? You know what i <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what we get, right? You know, times... Uh, okay, no, let me stop. Not even tell you the times, right? Because then folks will do the math. Anyway, so... Um, no, but in that, though, it's like going back to uh, just understanding the capacity and for the past five years really being ingrained into, Mm -hmm. um, all levels of blackness. Right. So like, you know, financially me personally, Oh man, like, you know, the way my credit score was set up, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) What? Right. You know, so I had to go through, the valley mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um
0: to um, head to the promised land right I'm, I'm glad you touched on something because um the credit thing is can play out two ways yeah when you're working mm. and you have uh some kind of stability yeah and your credit is good mm. or whether it's bad you, you, you'll get some kind of funding maybe not the, the amount of money that you want for a loan mm-hmm But as an entrepreneur, when money's not coming in Mm. and you go for a loan, Mm. whether your credit is great or not, Mm. they're going to ask you for how you're going to repay this back. That's a fact. That's a fact. So we don't look at it when when it comes to okay maybe i need to take out this loan before i leave this position to start the business that's a fact right because once your business start rolling if you're not generating a certain amount of money and it's going to be hard for you to get a loan right then you got to go to sba and then it's a long process and and all that stuff so i'm I'm glad you touched on that because i wanted to share that with the viewers um but now let's 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 fast forward gentleman's factory is doing well. Right? It's Fair to say doing well. I don't want to say that. God, is, successful, good. But God, is, good. God yeah, is good. God is good. God is good. And you guys yeah. open up the, the lab downtown Brooklyn mm-hmm. and you guys plan on opening up yeah. more. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to ask you to, two, two things. I want to ask you, why has it been successful? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we besides the, the culture and the besides of the going to the community. But why has it been successful as far as, like, um, people staying? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the key thing yeah. in any business. Because uh, Juan and I talked about this a lot of times. Sometimes when people go through the funnel, um, it's a lot easier because they already went through that process. And if the service is there, they, they stay. If the service is not there, then they go. Why has it that the service has retained? Because you have over 300 members. Mm-hmm. Why has the service retained people that are committed to staying right Mm. that's one thing and i think the the other question i want to ask you is like um future wise where do you think that the potentially what what level you think you can get to yeah one i mean
2: i think the reason why it's successful and i'll claim it i'll claim it right we're doing really well thank god yeah um it's because of consistency right like we're consistent And going back to um, the Jay Z quote of "Do you want to be a trend or do you want to be Ralph Lauren?" We're never looking to be cool. We're never looking to yo like yo Jones Factory got. It's not that's hype. We don't ever want the hype. We want the consistency. So So steady, consistent, Mm -hmm. and then you measure us by. How many contracts members gotten? What are the businesses that were started? How many black men are now going to therapy as a result mm-hmm. of Gentleman's Factory? How how um, income... Shark Tank. Right, Shark Tank. You right? Guys have you know the, the affiliation with Shark yes, Tank. Yes, yes, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many members well, got onto Shark Tank? Yeah. How much capital was raised? How much capital yeah. we invested, right? Last right. year, yeah. Gentleman's Factory invested in seven companies right within gentleman's factory mm-hmm. during a global pandemic
0: yeah no right Matter of fact, you guys um i was honored to that you guys asked me to be part of the judging process yes 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 shark tank yes case. yes and I, I, did that person go off to become uh, to go off to the actual show yes yeah, so then they had got flown
2: out yes okay. yes right. yes right so like that's where you judge us by is the metrics mm-hmm. how are we changing lives Yes, like, you know, it's cool, like, you know, we have members, some, some some, are celebrities and some are doing really good, but that's not what we pride ourselves in. We pride ourselves in our lives being changed. So it is that level of consistency and always trying to get better, right? Like, you know, it's a factory, so we're constantly retooling and we're measuring our success to go forward. I think now, though, as we go into this new era, mm-hmm. the world is opening back up. Etc. And we have a really interesting model now. Um, and our model is twofold. We have two forms of membership. Well, we have three, we have the digital membership where we have members all across earth, right. Um, logging onto our digital platform, our, our, our app, and we're constantly making, you know, um, changes and updating it and making sure that there's a lots of value there. Now we're, Um, We have our community membership, and what that is is that um, in the New York metropolitan area, we're galvanizing members who live in this uh, part of the world, and we're having different activities Mm -hmm. throughout the city in Black-owned establishments. So two days ago, one of our members owned a restaurant nice bar so, yeah. so we had darnell chair. joseph darnell jo- um, joseph shout mm-hmm. out to darnell mm-hmm. for purpose his restaurant bed stack mm-hmm. so like we're having all of these different activations inside black owned establishments supporting each other supporting each other but then also creating great experiences mm-hmm. where we you know exchange information and build together Mm. right so gentleman's factory isn't just our physical spaces but it's a community right 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 right. so now within the community Mm -hmm. we're having all of these different activities um you know and like we we also have a running group right we have a health and wellness group etc so it's all of these in-person engagements now that the world is opening back up Mm And then with our physical locations, we call it labs. And our labs, members go there for specific functionalities. Mm -hmm. So with our first gentleman's factory, it's now going to be called the creative lab. And that's a space where the creatives go Mm -hmm. to be creative. Right? <laughs> so that's podcasting, that's photography, that's, you know, um, um, like a small production room, right? Like for those who want to sh- film their commercials, etc. We'll have all of the equipment there needed for you to just make it user-friendly, for you to just be great. Be great, create at our creative lab. Right. Here, this beautiful location that we have here, now it's in downtown Brooklyn, it's the Innovation Lab. Where the goal for when you come in here is to innovate. It's to connect with another member, mm-hmm. to discuss the next hundred years, and to plan and to facilitate how you will bring forth solutions. Because here we don't talk about problems. We don't talk about, oh, yo,
0: that's messed stop. No, we talk about, hey, what are we doing in order for us to build? But how, so, do, you, how do you mitigate that? How do you control it? Because, you know, it's an open space. Yes. But, and, and, you know, environment and when you have an open environment and then you welcome everybody in, how do you control that aspect of it to say, no, this is just this because you can't police everybody. You can't,
2: but that's why everybody gets interviewed so that they understand what they're walking into. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And, and and that's why we're not in the business of declining people, but we're in the business of saying, hey, in here, this is what this is for. Mm-hmm. And we have an amazing team that's facilitating conversations, introducing members to this member, et cetera. You know, and now, you know, we're asking everyone, hey, what do you want to accomplish right. in the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. And how can we help you get there? So it's doing this gap analysis. Where are you now? Where are you trying to go? Mm -hmm. And how can we help you get there? Right. And we do that specifically at the innovation lab. Like we're going to buy a 3D printer right in here. Right. For which like you know we're discussing nfts and bitcoins things that i don't even know anything about right yeah. you know what i'm saying i don't know like honestly what, like what do i know about nfts and, right, right, right. and blockchain <laughs> and whenever someone tells me about blockchain my mind gets blocked cuz i'm like i don't want to hear nothing about that anymore right cuz i don't understand it but here
0: i'm going to learn about yeah, blockchain yeah, and yeah. bitcoin and NFTs yeah, no and all this stuff you see what i'm saying because, because every every once you're immersed in something and it's all around you you yeah, have no choice but to learn and adapt. Right, right, totally. So now, you
2: know, we'll have the Innovation Lab. And then we're building a lot more labs right, right, throughout right. New right. York City and beyond, right? So there's a lot of different labs, right? right? So we have the Creative Lab, we have the Innovation Lab. We're also building out the Wellness Lab. And, you know, like, I won't give more of the secrets out, right. you <laughs> know what I mean? But there are a lot more labs. And essentially, our labs... Um, are there to address the specific needs of that specific community so when we build the gentleman's factory in atlanta we're going to scout what type of lab is needed in atlanta Mm -hmm. what type of lab is needed in london Mm -hmm. what type of lab is needed for which when we go to atlanta perhaps we can have 10 labs or maybe we just need one We'll see. It's all based upon the needs of the community. Right. So that's why you know we're we're entering into um, gentleman's factory in this industry more as a, how do we fit the needs of the people rather than the people needs to meet the needs of us. Right. Right. We're a factory, mm-hmm. and our goal is to ensure that you know black and brown men advance, mm-hmm. and we're not saying this is what advancement
0: should look like. Mm-hmm. We're asking you, what does advancement look like for you? Right, right, right. Now, my next question is, uh, let's say, cause I know there's a lot of lessons learned. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of it, right? And, yeah. we, and we probably from an entrepreneurship perspective, that we're, there's a lot of things that we touch on that's generic that every entrepreneur goes through, mm-hmm. right? But what is it that the lessons that you learn specifically and, how did, and what processes that you put in place to mitigate some of those lessons that you learned so it doesn't repeat? Mm. The lesson learned is that I'm a student. Mm. I'm a student.
2: Still learning. I'm a, I'm a student. I literally said I don't know nothing about NFTs, Bitcoin, blockchain, but I built the innovation lab. So this innovation lab is for me, too. Mm, I like that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I think that, um, and obviously you know, like I'm in therapy, and you know I have a powerful like support system, and and that's all authentic, right? So I don't lead with uh, I know everything, and everyone follow my lead. Hell no. Mm. Follow our lead at GF. Because GF is designed for us, right? So, I had to learn that. And I'm constantly learning that. And I lead with authenticity, right? So, that's, so that's a lesson that I'm constantly learning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that is also the building block of also asking for help. Right, mm. so we've raised um, a ton of money through members, right? Um, we've also raised money through, you know, the community. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying all of that to say that when you build something that's authentic, mm-hmm. then it lasts longer because the foundation is genuine. You built your foundation on a rock. But if you build your foundation on sand, when the wind blows, storm arises, it'll be washed away. Mm -hmm. So these are lessons that I'm constantly learning. And the last thing, too, is to surround yourself with people who are way smarter than you. Yeah, But you can only do that when you're authentic and not insecure because now... You're not saying, I don't want this person to shine me. I thank God right, right, that right. I don't have this complex of, listen. You that know, ego. That ego. Yeah, oh, my man. God. I yeah. mean,
0: ooh, yeah. I thank God. I mean, yeah. and uh, I, in, in the actuality, I'm glad you touched on that because I I think it's good when somebody outshines you. Yeah. Because yeah. In, in, within your team. Yeah, Within of course. Your team, of course. Right? Outside, you got to be competitive, right? <laughs> but within your team, I think it's good when somebody outshine you because it it opens the window to say, okay, I need to get better. Yeah. I need to understand this, right? Mm-hmm. But it also opens the window to say, thank God this person's on my team. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're giving us that competitive edge. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right? Like, like um, if you do not define who you are, you will allow other people to define you. And when 1,000%. they define you. They'll use their own definition. Mm -hmm. So with me, I know who I am, right? I'm strong. I'm a God-fearing man. You know, I am someone who's authentic, but I also am someone who knows my power. I know my Mm power. I I know, not even boastfully, I know that I'm a very powerful person. Mm -hmm. So because I know that, I don't lead with power yeah like i heard a pastor once say he says he said um your strength is demonstrated in your ability to be gentle and he used this analogy he said um if you're trying to pick up a heavy couch or this coffee table and if this coffee table is so heavy and then when you're picking it up with two hands you're making a big sound and then you move it from this side of the room to that side of the room. Mm-hmm. What everyone is going to say is, Oh, congratulations. You moved a very heavy table. But if you take the same table and if you pick it up with a pinky and don't make a sound, then everyone is going to say, wow, what a strong man, what a strong man. Mm-hmm. So I lead with the, with the pinky. With the pinky. I mean, <laughs> I, I clearly can't pick this up. With the pinky. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's a metaphor. But yeah. that's how I lead. So because I have that foundational level of confidence of substance, I don't need to shine because I know
0: who I am. Yeah, I think that's that's very important because as a leader. And, and and obviously you're a great leader because you built something that uh, a lot of people are following so but as a leader you have to understand um where your strength lies yeah, yeah right and you also have to understand how can i connect the pieces yeah to make sure that we have a unified team mm-hmm. right because you're only as good as the people around us unified. right yep. and so you want to surround yourself with the most talented the most uh uh, the, the forward thinking people and the people that, you know, really are motivated to succeed. Yep. But then how do you bring all that talent together and make sure that we work in one accord. Yep. And sometimes the best way to do it is through that silent strength mm-hmm. It's to say like, you know what, may I'm a, I know my area, mm-hmm. this is not my area. Let me let go. Yep. Right. And allow people to do, they, they, they think, yep. and then, you know, when to come in and when, when, to go out. It's yep. like, you know, jump rope. You yeah. Know, when, yeah. It's like, you know, the double double yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah, to jump yeah, in, want yeah, to jump yeah, out. Yeah, but allowing people to still develop within that process sure. takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of character. Yeah. To say, I may know enough. Yeah. But I can't do this by myself. Yeah. I need people around me that's gonna that's smarter can have, can execute efficiently mm-hmm. and and get us there and that's what when i hear you speak that's what i'm hearing i'm yeah. hearing somebody that understands their team and understand their role that they play yeah. and that's very key in any business mm-hmm. and i say this all the time because a lot of people when when they do like entrepreneurship meetings and conferences and all that stuff the th- the one thing that they always leave out is that leadership perspective of how to build your team and yeah. how to galvanize your team. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. talk about the numbers. We talk about the metrics. We talk about the profits. We talk about everything. But the most important thing is how to lead effectively. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I just heard just now somebody is saying, I can lead effectively by being the silent strength. Yeah, and that that's a model that I think a lot of us should follow.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then I'll add to this too. So, like, our team is really diverse, right? Like, women are like, Gentlemen's Factory is not trying to create a world where
0: women don't exist, right? Before you hold that thought, yeah, because when I went to the dinner, yeah, and Dia tell you I went for the dinner, and uh, and 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 fortunate to be invited into the um the family and investors dinner. Amazing, by the way. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, but I asked, "D, can my wife come?" I was like, "Can women come?" Yeah. I didn't even say, "Can my wife?" I said, "Hey, yeah. are women invited to this yeah, thing?" Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. Right. But long story short, um, she wasn't able to make it, and and it was too late by the time I. About it because yeah. I'm, you know, when you hear a gentleman factory. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking it's just all gentlemen, but yeah. when I went to the dinner and I saw females, mm-hmm. right, guys bringing their spouse, bringing their friend, but it was a lot of females there, and that let me know, like, yes, it's a gentleman factory, yeah, but the backbone of it, yeah, it's a lot of women. Of but go ahead,
2: of course, yeah. I
0: mean, and women are
2: again, like, my team is real diverse um and it's majority women right majority women and they are so my head of operations right my like chair of the transition into you know this new space uh, my interior designer right like you know my uh, finance person right like literally um women um and um, I mentioned the fact that I have such an, uh, you know, an amazing team and Deir Drake and Perry and all of the amazing people that are just helping this to move forward, is the fact that what I look for isn't what school you went to, who you're connected with. Mm-hmm. But it's, do you believe in this mission? That's the number one criteria. Mm-hmm. Do you believe mm-hmm. in the advancement? Of the black community, and if you don't believe in mm-hmm. the advancement, I don't care what fancy degree you have. Mm-hmm.
0: This just is just not for you.
2: Yeah, you see what I'm saying, right? So that's like a hard, hard,
0: hard criteria. That's a hard discipline factor too. Yes, yeah, because yes. you have to be like, you see a right, you see a great talent. Yeah, right, and you know this talent will benefit you. Mm-hmm. But do they believe in the overall vision to be on board a part of the team, and then to say no, and then say, "Damn, that's a great talent," but they don't believe. I I tell people no all the time, Mm. right? Because that's a
2: core value of ours, right? You know, and then if you're not a part of this core value, in which too, you know, I don't care what race you are, right? Like, do you believe in what we're doing? doing? Yeah, and the reason why, and I was telling someone this recently too. I said. You know, it saddens me that spaces like the gentleman's factory even need to exist. Because but it's go ahead. Because I should not my race or my skin tone shouldn't be the qualifying factor of every time I walk into a room. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You're talking about the world in general. The world in general. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so places like this shouldn't yeah. exist. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the wealth gap between a black household and a white household, right? The disparities. The disparities is Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. So we're not angling Gentleman's Factory as anti-anything. We're literally saying, hey, on Rikers Island, 90% of the inmate population is black. Is that... Because black people commit 90% of the crimes in New York City. Absolutely not But there is a systematic Oppression that hovers over our communities now there's mass incarceration. There's health disparities There's wealth disparities Mm -hmm. There are disparities among the disparities, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> mean know? to lie. it's legit. Yeah, no, like, it's legit. It doesn't matter disparities, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? It's so, like, so with what we do, it's disrupting the status quo so that our community can advance. So, if someone is and, and, a part and of changing that team, the image, yeah. the imagery is very important. But now, last year, we invested in two um, black-owned media companies, right? You know two mm. and and these ain't big checks by the way right you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean so i don't want no one DMing us gentlemen's factory not a vc we have a small angel fund where we make you know mm. investments but then also lead members to institutional funds right mm-hmm. you know so we want skin in the game you know so that now we assure you in right but the imagery is because we don't own the distribution of our content. So if we don't own mm-hmm. the ears mm-hmm. of our people, then how can and the vision of our people, and the the vision, and the vision. The ear, if we don't own the ears and the visions mm-hmm. and you like, I'm not saying that please don't take a literal. I'm not trying to own no one's ears. <laughs> on vision. Please don't take this yeah. out of context. But if we don't own the ears and the vision, mm-hmm. then how can like, you know good news bad news travels a lot quicker travels than like news yeah on a eagle right mm-hmm. you know yeah good news travels on a snail but if we have eagles right and that's the distribution of our content mm-hmm. then we can share our good news that's
0: you, 1000% I mean? smitty and i talk about this all the time is uh not only putting the right message out there to put, make sure that our people are, are talked about, mm-hmm. but to show diversity in different spaces, fields, right? So mm-hmm. that way people can understand that there's more to just rap and entertainment. Nothing wrong with that yep. because I love rap, you know, and I love entertainment. <laughs> I'll sit there and watch movies, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we want to show that there's other avenues. There's so many people that's doing so many things, touching on different um, avenues when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, we want to put our people in a good light to say, look what this person is doing. Mm -hmm. And they're not in the mainstream media. Right? Look at this person, you know. And it's also to help young people get a foothold Mm -hmm. to start off, right? So if you could highlight someone that you see has potential, why not highlight them for that way they could scale? Mm -hmm. Because what it does is it promotes us as a... As a group, mm-hmm. right? And we're, we're very passionate about keeping the, the, not only just the organic side of it, but making sure that the, the, the imagery and the message mm-hmm. remains that, let's say, there's people out there that's doing positive things, mm-hmm. and, and we want to keep it positive. And I've had several people that want to come on the show for the wrong reason. They want to yeah. promote negativity, yeah, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'd rather celebrate yep. somebody that's doing well then promote negativity because that doesn't help, right? It doesn't help our community. But the more we celebrate each other, celebrate the things that we got going on, the more we can say, okay, this young person that's looking up, right? And he wants to be a young, he's a younger version of Jeff and he's inspiring to be great, but there's no Jeff out there. Mm. Or maybe there is a Jeff out there, but it's not being seen, heard. As often as as frequently yeah so when I was in corporate America one of the things that we had somebody that b- became our uh, senior vice president and I said we need more of that image but we didn't have it within our media station mm. you know media department however you want to call it and one of the things when I was having a conversation somebody asked me the question and it was a the powerful person all right and I responded respect this person you know she's she's been she gave me a lot of feedback you know but as white person you you can respect someone but they may not understand from our perspective yeah um, right they might fully understand you know they they can always be there supportive and do i but they may not fully understand Mm -hmm. so when i said that's great when they said well don't you have this person as an image i'm like that's great but they're not frequently being seen Frequently being spoken about, mm-hmm. and that's the key thing that we have to get ourselves so frequently in the media, so frequently in the airwaves, mm-hmm. that people start to, as they grow older, they start to say, "You know, I can identify with this person. I can identify yep. with this person." And that's sure. how you grow a generation. Yep, yep. Because a generation, they not have, everybody's not aiming to be an entertainer. Yeah. Cause they see certain different avenues that they may not, they may like. Absolutely. And somebody out there is probably saying, I want to build something like what Jeff is doing. Mm. Right. Yeah. They may not build it. Yeah. Yeah. But they may come to a Jeff For and sure. say, can you hire me? Because I want to be a part of this. Yep. 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 And that's the most important thing. Totally. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. One thousand percent. One last question. Right. Um. <laughs> noted what i just spoke about about a young Jeff. what do you say to the people that are starting out what advice would you give them to basically to start now like you you i think the the, the problem with a lot of us is that we're so scared to start mm-hmm. once we start we're in a motion right yep and then from that point on we're guilty of either quitting or keep going forward yep but a lot of fear stems from not being able to start. Yep. So what advice would you give to somebody to get started? Well, first thing I'd say
2: is listen to the it starts now podcast, right? Oh, you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. And then also what I would say to be very transparent to be very transparent very transparent nobody has the right answers everybody's figuring it out mm-hmm. everybody's figuring it out everybody's figuring it out everything is a case study nobody has the right answers we just figure it out mm-hmm. what differentiates mm-hmm. um some groups or some ethnicities is that their ability to figure it out, when they make mistakes, they could use a pencil to erase their mistakes. Mm. And but success does that. No, but watch this. They could use a pencil to erase their mistakes, but then with other ethnicities, our mistakes was written in pen. Mm. right Mm -hmm. so our margin of error is limited given the resources that's what it is Mm -hmm. it's a resource game Mm -hmm. that's it think about it covid nobody ever went through a global pandemic living in the united states that's true or living on earth right Mm -hmm. with the world shutting down Literally nobody, when the ball was dropping in 2020, nobody was like, all right, yo, cool, right? So there's a vaccine that's gonna take place and then, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, if if there's 5 million, I mean, 5 billion, 10 billion, 20 billion people in the world, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much it is, Mm but it's like 5, 10 billion, whatever. Nobody on earth said, yo, I'm gonna plan for a global pandemic. So, Mm -mm. no big company Mm -mm. or anything. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, when COVID, when the NBA shut down, that's how I, like, determined the date of COVID, right? You know, (laughs) when the NBA shut down. Yeah, yeah, right? When the NBA shut down, everybody was like, oh, snap, this is real. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So, during that time, everybody, every human on earth was figuring (laughs) it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, and then... Given the resources mm-hmm. of certain mm-hmm. certain um, you know institutions, mm-hmm. that's how they were able to say, "Okay, you know what? I can float by right because I have the runway to do it. So I'm you know using that again as an example to mm-hmm. say, nobody has the right answers. Mm-hmm. It's a resource game, but you have to start so that you can know, what you need a lot of times people are like yo like i need a hundred page business plan you know people are like yo things need to be trademarked first because this idea no one ever did it in the (laughs) world no listen please everybody thought about it it's all about the execution that's what it is facts i can literally tell the world all of the labs that Mm -hmm. Jonas factory is going to open can you execute it? Yeah. Can you make it happen? Come to fruition. can you make it happen? Yeah. Can you make it happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You mm. see what I'm saying? 1,000. So I think, again, it's about, you know, just having folks start to figure it out and then do a gap analysis. Where are you now? Where are you trying to go? And how can you get there? And what do you need to get there? But then also saying, what is the resource that you need? Because if I have a fund, General's factory has a small fund, but very small, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right? You know? And if I'm going to write a $50,000 check to someone, mm-hmm. not to say that we write $50,000 checks, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? $100,000 checks, no. Or maybe. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if I'm willing to give or willing to invest $50,000, mm-hmm. do you know what you're going to do with it? And can. or... If you say that you need $2 million, what's the plan with it, right? You see what I'm saying? And also, too, last thing that I'll say on this topic is, like, don't be afraid Mm -hmm. of money. So if you have a really great plan Mm -hmm. and if you say, damn, you know, I'm going to need $10 million Mm -hmm. to do this. All right, cool. So if ten million dollars is your giant, mm-hmm. find way to get ten million dollars. Yeah. Don't say damn son, ten million dollars. No, you look at ten million dollars to say, okay, cool. You know what? How do I get this? How do I get it? Yeah. As opposed to damn son, it's ten million dollars. Yeah. If it's a billion dollars, it's like, yo, all right, cool. You know what? How am I getting a billion dollars? Yeah. Rather than damn, it's creating a that million. roadmap.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So No, yeah, no, I appreciate that. And and thank you so much for explaining that. Um Last thing, we were—I was at the Knicks game, and the very next day you were at the Knicks game. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want to ask you a question: Who's who's your team?
2: You honestly, you know, my team unfortunately is not the Knicks. Yeah, because growing up. Um, I saw the emotions that my father had to go through every but time. But Jordan, though. No, well, right? well, yeah, yeah, I mean... killed a lot of emotions. I mean, but the day. mix has been good ever since, so, right? Okay, you know, sure, I mean, 1999, sure, sure, they, sure, sure. They, they did go to the finals. Shout yeah. out to, uh, you know, Latrell Sprewell and yeah. uh, Allen Houston, you know. Uh, But there was still the eighth seed that year. Yeah. It wasn't until Allen Houston did the shot against Miami. He and you know, then and all they, that, they, right? they made a run. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. They made a run. So... Uh, Because I want, like, peace and sanity in my household. I, you know, can't be a Knicks fan, you Mm -hmm. know, because I want my children and my wife to not have to look at me, yell at the TV. (laughs) Throw things at the TV. Yeah, throw things (laughs) at the TV. So my team, and I'm not a bandwagon. Watch this, right? right? My team Mm -hmm. is the Golden State Warriors. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because I've been following Steph Curry um since david college right yeah me and too. It, yeah and then because i am a closeted knicks fan right mm-hmm. so knicks that year had the eighth round i mean the eighth draft pick mm-hmm. and i was praying mm-hmm. for steph curry to be a nick right mm-hmm. so steph curry um the warriors drafted him seventh Right? Right. As opposed to eighth. Mm -hmm. So then my love for Steph Curry through Davidson, Mm -hmm. then
0: tracked him to win to he, golden state um, to like golden yeah. state. So your disappointment in the Knicks not being able to acquire him yeah. and the fact that you already built this bond. Yes, I uh, built that That tr- transition you over to Golden State because yeah. you're like, yo, I really like this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally yeah. get it. So we're here together. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And that's the reason I can articulate yeah, it because yes. we're here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But then, <laughs> bro, this has been great. Listen, um, This is about the time right now. I wanted to personally thank uh, Jeff for coming out and for helping us out and celebrating, but uh, not only celebrating the Gentleman's Factory, but celebrating It Starts Now, but we would love to celebrate his birthday. And a <laughs> congratulation <laughs> for opening up, oh, for man. opening up uh, the, the Gentleman's Factory over here downtown Brooklyn. But also for his birthday, oh, we kind of missed it, and we just wanted to show you love, so we brought you a cake. Oh, I was man. gonna put uh, it starts now slash Gentleman's Factory, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we just wanted to say thank, oh, thank congratulations, you, and thank, thank you everything. You. So, guys, we're gonna go celebrate. We got the drinks out. We got the cakes. But just don't forget, you can find us on IG. It starts now. The handle is in the description below. Remember to like, subscribe, share, and don't forget to leave a comment below or questions you would like for us to answer. Thank you for joining us. This was amazing. I am Stan Lane. And as always, it starts now. Thank you so much, guys. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, man, thank you. bro. my bad. my
1: bad. thank you yeah. 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 Yeah.